welcome back to the last interview of Extra Features in 2023. I'm a fabulous director and artist, Zika Page. Do I have it right? Did I get it right? Zakia. Zakia, yeah, yeah. Zakia, I was close. Welcome to the show. We're not going to discuss Ink and Gold too much, people, because you can go back and listen to the interview I did with the editor, the editor, but we got him here. We're going to discuss some fun things. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. So how? let's start the easy part. How's directing yourself? Whole film about That's you. <laughs> uh, incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult. Uh, the hardest thing about it is the fact that you're so close to the subject because you are the subject. Um, yeah, my, uh, my mom and dad, they, they kind of tease me a little bit or my whole family. They're like, Oh, well done. You know, you've made a, you spent the last four years making a film about yourself. Good job. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they really make fun of me for that. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it was difficult. Um, being so close to the story. Uh, and I think just having other people on board and bringing other people on board, such as Kian, who you spoke to, the editor, uh, really helped, uh, get some more lens on it, have a different perspective on things, uh, and really have a different lens on things. Because when you're so close to the story, you don't know what is too much, uh, what isn't. Um, and especially since it's about my art and there's just so much, detail that goes into the craft uh you know you can be a bit overboard with what you put in the film and what is actually necessary for people to enjoy the film uh and to uh appreciate the film um you don't need all sorts of details shoved in your face um so yeah it was it was difficult i'm not letting you off that easily good try though um, you're a first-time director here, buddy. I mean, you also are an artist. You've produced these medals. You told me it took four years. So why did it take so long? Did you have no idea what you were doing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it took four years because, well, I was studying university uh, for a little bit during the time. So my time was divided. Uh, also, I had a full-time job as well, so it was very much doing full-time work in fast food and then going home and working on the film. Uh, and then the point that uh, you addressed, uh, yeah, I, it was my first film. Uh, I wasn't experienced, uh, and there was a lot of trial and error, uh, and uh, I was it was just myself uh, and a cinematographer for the first two years really. Um, and then it was just me editing and I hadn't really edited before. So yeah, it was just a lot of trial and error and, um, yeah, just a really, really steep learning curve is probably why it took, took so long to be honest. Okay. We're going to back up again. We're going to go into the actual shots you chose. I mean, you have a shot of you designing things on your rollerblades. Do I have the right term? Skates? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, ripsticks. Yeah. Ripsticks. Thank you. Sorry, I'm not really yeah. thinking. And you're going really around popular. and around and around. Did you decide, okay, that's going to be my focal shot? That really is the focal shot of the scene, is watching you design. Yeah. Um, I had to work with what I got because I filmed it so long ago. Uh, so 
I was more concentrated on making it a coherent scene rather than it being a focal point of the skateboard. It more just happened to be a focal point was that I was skating as well. Uh, I, I think that's cool because it shows that I was exploring with different mediums, uh, different sports. So I think it was, it's good that that's a focal point. Uh, but I was more concerned on, on just showing my artwork, showing the process, um, and trying to have a, a coherent scene with the footage that I had from so long ago. Now, do you normally skate and paint? Uh, I've done a few pieces like that, uh, and I would like to do more like that. Um, to be honest, I would like to explore with all sorts of different, uh, sports uh mainly i do painting with field hockey painting with field hockey sticks so uh having a ball dripping it in ink and uh dribbling with the ball uh to create large art pieces on large camp canvases sometimes up to five meters by five meters so exploring the relationship between sports and art and also live performance okay you said you were working in fast food so I guess my question is, what happens to your art? Like, I mean, obviously you're painting. Your parents have one at home. I got that. Your aunt may have one at home. Do you sell them? Are they in a gallery or where do they sit? Uh, some are in galleries. Uh, some are lost. Some are stolen. Um, some are, yeah, given to friends and given to family. And since I travel a lot and I just moved from New Zealand, uh, a lot of it was given away. A lot of it was given away. Um, I was selling some of it on the streets as well. Um, just trying to earn some money, earn my plane ticket here. Uh, so it's all over the place, actually. And I think that's a really cool thing about being an artist is, you know, the fact that my work is in Shanghai, my work is in different streets, uh, my work is in different people's homes and it's part of people's lives, you know, it's part of people's everyday's life. If an art piece is on, is in your bedroom, you know, that's, that's part of your everyday life. And that's, that's really special. Um, and even, even ones that get stolen. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mystery. It's out there. Someone it's, uh, it's, uh, I guess nice that someone likes it enough to steal it. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm do, when people come up and talk to you about your art, how do you approach that? I mean, you are an artist. I mean, do you like talking about your work or do you like, nope, I don't want to talk about that. I mean, you do a lot in the documentary, but I mean, that is about you, something you wanted to get out there. So before that, were you hesitant about talking or this is your coming out party? Uh, I, I enjoy talking about my work. I normally only really talk about it with people if people, uh, ask about it because I'm, I'm so passionate about it. I can talk, uh, people's ears off, um, about my work. Uh, but I appreciate, you know, everyone is so, um, intense about it. So, uh, I think whenever someone does ask me about my work, I do really appreciate that people are interested and engaged because I think there's so much art out there. so much good art out there, good music, good film that doesn't get to see the light of day. You know, you have some really quality youtube videos which only have like a few views and that's unfortunate uh and i guess that's where 
you know, people like you and your platform and actually talking to artists is really cool because it, it gets the work out there. So I really appreciate that. Um, and I really appreciate it when anyone is interested in my work. It's not for everyone. Um, but if it is, I think that's really cool. So, yeah. Now, do you think I did do some background on you? I said non-traditional upbringing. And all I really understood, you lived in a lot of countries. That's what I gained from reading about that. Does that affect your art or the way you think about art? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, I think one of the main things that I really appreciated being brought up overseas um, in Vietnam and China and Bangladesh, uh, in Kuwait, uh, New Zealand, uh, is just the different variety of, of cultures and, and things there, you know, like different cuisines, different foods, different languages, uh, different film, different art. You know, these are, this is all the, the texture and, and beautiful, beautiful stuff, which, uh, makes it really awesome to be alive. Uh, you know, it's, it's what makes the world go around, I think. So, so that's something that I really appreciated from, from just being overseas uh, is is just how much is out there. Uh, so let's and, go yeah, from really, there. You designed these medals, or I, I don't really know the process, but whatever. You sent it in. Some way you submitted it. Yeah. Were you yeah. ever thinking about it again, that you were going to win? Or you just said, okay, I've done this. I'm happy. I'm going to move on with my life. I was hoping that I was going to win. And okay. Actually, um, yeah, I was up all night for like two weeks, like hoping that I was going to win. And, uh, yeah, really, did, I was, I'm really hard on myself in, in that sense. Um, so I just put lots of pressure on myself, which I probably would have been devastated at that point if I lost. Uh, but I had a feeling, I had a feeling and I had high hopes. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, there were other great, uh, metal designs because you could see the other entries. Um, and to be honest, I think there were other medals there, which were definitely worthy winners. So at the end of the day, you know, yours gets chosen. That's out of your hands. And it's, it's just so humbling. It's just so humbling because it, it could easily not have happened. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a humbling experience. And then, yeah, okay. I'm just really great. I guess they call you, they don't email you, I presume. I was in the gym and, uh, doing weights and then they messaged me on Instagram. Uh, and then they oh. said, uh, yeah, they messaged me on Instagram and they said, Hey, uh, we got some really good news for you. And it's like, okay, like, let's not get too excited about all this. Like, you know, you could have gone second or you could have gone third or you could have been like a, a finalist or shortlist. And then, uh, they said they sent me an email. Uh, and then the, yeah, the email said that I won. And then I read it about 40 times. I'm like, yeah, no, it definitely says I've won. It definitely says I won. Like again, again, again. I'm like, yeah, like there's no way that it doesn't say I haven't won. Um, and then yeah, just kind of had a, uh, all I can say is like a one person dance party, um, for that night with a bit of champagne. So, so yeah. you didn't call your parents immediately? Yeah. Yeah. I called my parents, called my family, let everyone know. Um, and yeah, they were immediately just so happy for me. Um, so 
because it was a, a dream of mine was an Olympic medal uh, because I'm a, I was an athlete before I was a field hockey player. Um, and my dream was to represent my country at the Olympics, uh, to play hockey at the Olympics, um, and, and to get a, an Olympic medal. So, uh, yeah, designing it, uh, and being part of it, you know, that, that's really a dream come true in, in a sense. So, yeah. Um, okay. So they invited you to the games, I presume. I mean, I think you look like you're at the games in the dock, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So part of the competition is that uh, if you win, uh, you get invited to go to the games uh, and uh, you get a Samsung tablet uh, and you get to go to the opening ceremony as well. And you also get a set of medals. So the gold, silver and bronze uh, is very humbling to to get a set myself. So that must have been amazing. Like you've been waiting, you wanted to get here, you won medals, and now you have a set of medals. You have every medal. Yeah, um, I did give one to my friend uh, who did uh, who helped me with the uh, Photoshop of the um, design. So because I'm not very good at Photoshop myself, um, and so he helped me with uh, some of those components. And uh, without his uh, design rendering uh, and his help it wouldn't have happened so i gave the bronze medal to him uh but yeah the i, I still got the uh the gold and silver so how was that experience when it was over were you like okay it's done i mean this is the best experience of my life or what do you take away uh right at the uh at the end like right after it you i almost felt a bit down like you know you go to the Olympics and you perform at the opening ceremony and you're there with all the athletes and the excitement of being at the games. And then, you know, next minute you're in a grocery aisle. It's like, ah, you know, doing your shopping everyday life. It's like, ah, um, so to be honest, it was like, huh, <laughs> back, back to reality again. Um, but, uh, I think in time, uh, you know, I got to look back on it and also with the film, you know, you're looking at all of the footage uh, and, yeah, just be able to reflect on it. And it's just great to, you know, uh, you really feel humbled uh, and just so thankful that, that it happened. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, at one point when I was watching stuff on you, you say there's not much between sports and art. Yeah. Explain that further to me. Well, I think it goes back to my childhood. You said, um, or you asked me, how does my childhood influence my art? Uh, and since I was a athlete before, and then I got an interest in art, I sort of saw how art and sport had similarities. Uh, and similarities in how they similarities in the way that they work within a society, uh, how they influence a society, um, how they bring people together, how they bring cultures together. Uh, you know, in Bangladesh, I was invited to be on a hockey team uh, when I was 11, and these guys are all, um, all men, you know. Uh, so I was just a, a young kid. Uh, and even though we had a language barrier, 
um, it was completely fine because we had that sport, we had that connection. Uh, I was invited into a community uh, and I saw the same thing with art. When I was in Shanghai, when I was a bit older, uh, I was welcomed into the street art community and I had friends who uh, taught me about street art uh, and taught me about artwork. Um, and these are people from all over the world. Uh, so in terms of communities and bringing people together, I think it's the same. Uh, but I also think it's the same in the sense that, you know, there's not a lot of things that make half the world cheer and half the world cry. You know, that's the power of sport. Uh, and that's, that's the power of, of film and, and art as well is, you know, it uplifts people. It inspires people. Um, it can break people's hearts. Uh, they just have such, uh, I think they're both inspirational, uh, and can be inspirational. And I think there's great power in that. And I think there's great responsibility in that. If you're an artist, you have to look at how all your art is seen in society, is reflected in society. How are people going to view it? Uh, and I think as an athlete, if you're on the world stage, you know, you have eyes looking at you, you have kids looking at you, looking up to you. Um, you, you can inspire people, you can make people dream. Uh, and I think that's where I was going at in the sense that there's not much between sport and art is that they're very similar in the great things that they can do for humanity. Wow. That's like in depth. You should write a book after that answer. Um, how <laughs> uh, many design, go ahead. Uh, I'll make a film about sport and art. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. How many designs did you do for the Olympic medals? Was there just the one design or were there many designs you didn't use? Thousands. Thousands? Literally books, books and books and books and books of, of designs. Um, and a lot of them were rubbish. A lot of them were rubbish. Um, most of them. Uh, but it was just trial and error and working on things and, uh, studying and studying about the Olympics, studying all the other medals from the Paralympics, the Olympics, the Youth Olympics, studying like the Commonwealth Games, all of the Commonwealth Games medals, uh, different medals from like different sports, so like swimming, like the FINA medals, uh, you know, studying which ones are all of the medals from like world championships from that current year. Is there any particular design trends? Um and then also just kind of going with my own gut. What do I want to say? What do the Olympics mean to me? Uh, trying to take it back to, I guess, you know, what the Olympics mean to, to people. Um, what is it supposed to mean? Uh, and going back to my dream of an Olympic medal, winning an Olympic medal. What do, what would I want to see as an athlete, uh, that really, articulates that journey that you've been on to be an Olympic champion. That's uh, it's big. And I took it seriously as well when I was designing the medal. I was like, yeah, like I'm designing a medal for, for the Olympics. Like I'm doing it as if, as if I had the job, like the job was already mine. And I'm like, okay. So I, I took, I took it very, very seriously. Um, and with humility from, from the start. Um, so yeah, a lot of the science. Um, you were there on one day only, I presume, at the Olympics, just the opening ceremonies you said you were there for? 
I was there for about two weeks. So I was there oh, for... Oh, two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So I was there for one week uh, preparing for the performance at the opening ceremony. Uh, and then I was there for like the first week of the Olympics. So uh, one week of insane trains and um, schedules and uh, preparations. And then a week of just watching the games and enjoying the games and, and being part of the games. Perfect. So do athletes, you're there, you're watching games, I presume, whatever the event is. Do athletes know it's your medal they're putting on? No, no, they don't. Um, they have no idea. Um, so, uh, some of the New Zealand athletes did, um, cause I got to talk to some of the New Zealand athletes and there was, uh, one girl that I got to meet, uh, who got a bronze medal in the, I think three on three ice hockey. Um, so that was pretty cool to, uh, see, uh, and speak to an athlete from, from my country that, that won it. I thought that was a, a very special moment. Um, but yeah, the majority of the athletes would have no idea who, who I was, no. Okay. So you're walking around and you see somebody wearing your medal. First time. How does that feel? Uh extremely special. Extremely special. Uh and the first time that I saw it was at the uh uh at the ceremony, uh, what do you call it? The medal ceremony. Uh and I was just there. Um I had a a little pass so I could be like where the photographers were so I could be a bit closer, which was cool. And just seeing them being awarded it and seeing that moment, uh, you know, I cried. That was so emo emotional and such a special moment. It was truly an honor just to, to be there and to be part of that moment in a small way. Uh, it was, it was emotional and I was just full of pride, full of pride. Okay. Now this is your first film. Have you made a second film? Are you working on a second film or that was it? I've done one. I'm moving on. Uh, no, just moving on and just, uh, you know, just chilling out and not doing anything with my life. I've done the one film. So yeah, just, just, just chilling watching films. Um, no, I'm working on a series. So what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to expand on this project. Uh, and we're going to uh, make it into a spin-off series. Um, so I can't talk too much about it, but no, it's I a, understand. But it's a it's an exciting project, uh, and um, that's what we're working on at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's I'm very excited, um, and uh, I'm just very excited to yeah make more work and to uh, uh, develop as as a filmmaker. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very exciting times. Okay. Now it's time for your favorite part of the show. Cause I know you've done your research. It's fun questions. <laughs> Go on no, there will be no questions. Like unlike your top 10 list about what meal you like the best, it will not happen. No, no. <laughs> you have my word. And people, if you want to know, you got to look that up, but there is a response to that. Um, first time on the show, your favorite film, please. Oh, favorite film. Um, I love Rocky, the first Rocky. Uh, that, that's what comes, comes to mind first. Um, well, it's kind of like you and your art and trying to get the medal. It kind of is a similar thing, but it's more like Rocky two than Rocky one. Right, right. Um, and just the story of, you know, how he tried to, um, 
you know, just get the funds for it and, and make it happen. Just the whole story behind it, I think is, is very inspiring. And then you just have that soundtrack as well. Um, which is just absolutely timeless. Um, so yeah, I know some people say it's, it's cheesy, but, uh, I love Rocky. Yeah. 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 Besides field hockey, what other sports would you like to play or are your favorite? I love track and field. Uh, I think track and field's very, very exciting. Um, it's very measurable, which, which is very cool. You know, like you have other, other sports where there's a, a lot of debate or wishy-washy debate around like who's the best. But I think the cool thing about athletics is like, you no, know, like you are the fastest. Um, that's the time. Uh, I love tennis. Um, I'm a huge Djokovic fan. Uh, he's had an amazing year. Uh, so, um, yeah, I enjoy watching tennis. I think it's a very exciting sport. Uh, and, uh, personally for me, uh, I like, I like football to play football. Uh, I like playing basketball. Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I quite, quite like basketball actually as a fun sport. Okay. Last question. One thing you're going to take off your bucket list next year. Next year. Oh, geez. Um, there's a, a few countries that I would like to travel to. So I like to take off a, a few countries. That would be really awesome. So just being in Europe, uh, for, for the first time in a while, that's really exciting. Just, you know, having cheap flights, different places. It's quite True. dangerous, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, see okay. you would be awesome. Before I let you go, Trevor, they can find your artwork and your project. Uh, so you can find uh, my artwork on Instagram, uh, Art of Zakia Page. Uh, you can also find that on uh, my website, which is the same, Art of Zakia Page. Uh, and for Ink and Gold, uh, it's just inkandgoldmovie.com. Uh, or if you just search Ink and Gold Movie online, um, you'll find it. Thank you for your time and have a great day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify.